0: All right, here we are. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. Science in between. I'm Ollie. And I'm Scott. (sighs) And this is episode something or another. What is it it's,
0: like? It's, it is. It is exactly something or other. It is 114, 114. <laughs> one fourteen. One
1: fourteen. One fourteen. One fourteen. There you go. Nice. If you're
0: looking. If you're looking for this episode specifically, well, you're already, you've already found it. So you found might. it. Here you
1: are. Yes. <laughs> but if
0: you're but if you're telling a friend that this is your favorite episode of Science in Between, it would be one fourteen. Right. Which, As yet you know. unnamed. We don't know what it's called though.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's something
0: yeah hmm your hmm. title here
1: yes insert title here or depending on whose turn it is to put the titles on right. it could be Maybe untitled just, it could but, be untitled
0: uh, yeah well it's my turn so chances <laughs> are 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 uh better a, than average there's a good chance be an untitled episode at least yep. for you know a week or so <laughs> yes or at least two
1: days while, yeah. and mm. i'm like oops Oops! Oops!
0: Oops. Uh, I think. It again.
1: Yeah, that's getting too far into the you know post production yeah. antics. <laughs>
0: the extensive <laughs> post production that's done on this show. We edit the show. <laughs> we edit the show for content. We we're yes. very picky about how this show gets edited.
1: But it's uh, the fact checking. I think is the hardest part. Fa- right? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we
0: fact check. Yeah, we, the, we uh, EQ the, it. We we EQ hmm. it. Do, I, you know, I don't even know what that's. Stand- What's I that? Don't, stand- I don't know either. <laughs> I'm just saying mouth words.
1: Yeah, you are. <laughs> All right. So you want to frame this, this episode? Cause this is, yeah. this is your, your idea. This, this is, is your- my disaster that I yeah. started this down.
0: Um, so what, what I wanted us to think about, um, you know, last, last week we were talking a little bit about, uh, Dave McRaney and this idea of how to minds change, but one oh, yeah. of the, one of the foundations to, to that thinking is to think about why, like, why do we hold the positions we hold and can we unpack that not only for other people, but when we're trying to change their mind, but when we're trying to think about our own reasons for why, what what are the deep sort of foundational value-based um, reasons? And, and are these justified? So we're going to try an experiment today that's uh, sort of based on this idea of the five whys, which is sort of like you ask yourself a why question, and then as you answer it, you ask a why question about that part. So why is this valuable? And then why is, okay. So you say that's, that's a thing. Well, why that? Um, And we're
1: going to apply this specifically to science. Yeah. And science, science, teaching and learning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're basically, I think today we've, we've decided that what we'll talk about is, um, Essentially, why should kids learn science? Why, 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 why? There it is—the five There's whys. The five whys. Okay, we're done. Yeah, there I it is. The five hey, whys. Catch you next time. <laughs> In between. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seems like a trigger. I say it just. I know. Um, it's like call and uh, response right yeah. there. Um. Behaviors so yeah, are- why, why don't I'm gonna let you start, Ali? So, uh so why? Do we teach kids science? Why Why do you think we teach kids science or should we teach kids science?
1: Well, I think it's so that they can carry around the big book of, of science in their head. Oh, thank
0: goodness you said the yeah. truth. Speak the I, truth, I, Ollie.
1: I think it's really important that they can walk around and at a moment's notice, yeah, if they're in a trivia game, to be able to say, you know, what the acceleration due to gravity is in right. feet per second squared,
0: you know? Because imagine how long it would take to look that up on your phone. I
1: know. It would I take... Mean, Seconds, yeah. Siri, and you don't that?
0: have time for that because know. you know you're in a trivia contest. You got to know it,
1: right? And some right trivia right contests. I'm I'm being I'm I'm being facetious. You are. Um, I am. I think for me, one of the things that science provides is a way of thinking and a way of solving problems and a way of approaching things that other disciplines don't. You mm. know, there's a there's a you know motive inquiry, a mode motive thinking that we want to develop in students. Like, I think that the 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 greatest part of science is the tentative nature of our understanding. That to me, I think is the part about science that is is the part that resonates the most with me, is that we're always trying to, you know, prove our ideas wrong, right? We're always trying to like take the stance and like, you know, is it, or at least set it up from the standpoint that it could be disproven right Mm -hmm. um and that we're open and ready for that to happen given more evidence and holding tentative positions and seeking not just confirmatory stuff right that supports the stuff that we believe but also seeking out information that could potentially cause us to revise reframe you know rethink the things i think that motive of thinking is really important to help students see the world and be able to like access. So it's not just about like, Hey, yeah. Knowing biology, knowing chemistry, knowing physics is important stuff. Um, and being able to, you know, navigate their worlds and their lives as adults. Um, but I think more than that, it's the the way of thinking that to me is the important part.
0: So can I can I push you a little just in the sense to can you frame all that as an answer to the question why should we teach science? Cuz you you sort of like described a bunch of pieces about science and why it's important uh, as a discipline but you didn't actually answer the question exactly. Though towards the end you got pretty close. But I want to see if we can like sure. why should we teach kids science?
1: Because it helps students navigate their worlds and, uh, develop understandings that are based on evidence and explanations. Okay. Yeah. And it, and I, I think that I got to somehow bring in that, you know, tentative piece, right. Um, that it also provides a, a tentative stance where they're constantly seeking information to revise their thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Well, it's... as you're talking, it, it, I'm realizing it's, it's interesting the tension between why do we want kids to learn science? And then with in built into that is that it are the issues that you just described, which are what is science okay. and, um, and how do we teach science because sure. those are right so so there's the why and then there's sort of inextricably attached to that is well what is science the, the thing that we're trying to teach them and then how do we what is the process of of teaching them that so i think those things are really Interconnected in ways that I, 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 you know, I think we both knew, but when you started talking about it, it it really brought it out for me. Like, so sure. oh, you, you almost can't talk about why should we teach science without talking about what science is. Um, yeah, I mean, I think my answer is is obviously very similar to yours. So I'll try and see if I can say something a little different. Um, which is, I think we t- we should or we do. Whichever that is we should teach science so that kids understand that the world um, can be understandable and that we they can develop their own understandings of the world that help them better navigate their lives in in many ways right in in terms of making decisions about um, about public things, but also making decisions about their own individual lives and how they live them. So, um, but understanding that those decisions can be evidence-based and can be reasoned through and that, um, and that those evidence-based reasoned through, um, explanations of things in the world, um, also can be improved by talking with others about them um and and getting other people's ideas and gathering as many ideas and evidence as much evidence as they can to make those ideas the best that they can be
1: i i think that it goes to something like fundamental about hu- humans and who people are like what we what we do as a species mm-hmm. um I think, you know, the common things that we all engage in, and and I know I'm probably, you know, painting with a really broad brush here, but I'm – give me a second, all Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I think that, you know, to some degree, we explore things, right? Mm -hmm. To some degree, we all do some sort of exploration, either big scale or small scale, there's an exploration that we engage with. I think we all create something, right? Mm-hmm. We're all like create, like creative people, whether at, that creative thing is I build decks or I, you know, I cook or I I sew mm-hmm. or needle point or paint or whatever. But I think the other part about it that's fundamental about who we are is we make sense of the world we live in, mm-hmm. right? And how we do that. And I think a lot of these things... You know, are evolutionary. Like, if you look historically across, you know, these big spans of time, these are practices that we, as, as a human species, have been engaged in. Um, but the sense making part, to me, is the part where I think science can, and uh, not, and, you know, certainly the creativity and exploration piece too. But the sense making piece is the part that I think that science can play a role in helping people make sense of their world at least mm-hmm. giving them the tools to do that because mm-hmm. the tools will come from someplace else because that's just who we are as as people if we're like hardwired to make sense of the world right if that's the thing that we're hardwired to do then is it you know where does like where does that sense making tools come from i think mm-hmm. science provides but there are other people that provide other or other disciplines or other mm-hmm. industries or just you know, that do that, that help people make sense of it. Um, but I think science provides one that I think is, you know, a set of skills, a set of tools that um, ways of thinking, ways of being that I'm more aligned with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. Does any of that yeah. make sense? Cause I just will it like, does.
0: but I think now you've got another why to think on while I talk, <laughs> which is the, why is it more aligned with your way of thinking and why is uh, your way of thinking the right way of thinking? Maybe even as an extension of that, but I didn't
1: say that. I said it was more aligned with my way of thinking. I didn't say it was the right way.
0: (laughs) Well, it's implicit though, right? If you want other people to be that way, then it's implicit that, that you believe it to be the right way. No, it it doesn't mean that it is right in some absolute sense, but you certainly feel that it's right. Right. And I'm, I'm with you. I think it's right too, but I, but I think it's interesting to think about why do we think that it's the right way to think about things. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess as an extension of that, and maybe, I don't know if this is a deeper why or still the same why it's a little, a little convoluted, but, um, but I think, you know, your, your point about like we evolved, um, to make sense of the world, right? I mean, it's something that humans do, um, that's sort of built into our biology that we are always pattern seeking and looking for, um, evidence of things in our environment, because that's super useful, right? You know, it's like the, the old thing about well, people realized that if you chewed the bark of this particular tree, it would help get rid of your aches and pains. Um, and we, you know, for a long time, we we pe- lots of people knew that, but they didn't know why. it was just that's this particular tree gave. And then, then somebody came along, some scientist, and said, "Oh, well, maybe I can find out what's going on with this." And that's how we got aspirin. Is that people understood that? Oh, this tree bark, there is a chemical in it um that produces or a substance in it that produces this effect. And then, you know, now we've gotten it to the point where we we know exactly what that chemical is and we can produce it without going out and tearing barks off bark off trees and 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 smashing it up. So um and and we have a name for it and we have a structure for it and all that stuff that we've we've developed as a way of understanding. So I think one of the things that um why we teach science is to help students understand also that a this knowledge was developed came from somewhere and also that this knowledge is useful in the world right and that um knowing these things can help improve your life um which i do think is is an important part of of the scientific endeavor right like it weren't you know scientists always talk about oh well that we're just doing this for the for the pure joy of understanding the world, and on some level, I think that's true. But on another level, science has a purpose. It is it is trying to understand the world so that we can, you know, un- make good choices about things and also better design and live in the world that we are in. So, so there is a a life improvement component to science that I think is is an important aspect of why I think we should teach science too
1: so I, I gotta be honest i'm like struggling with the question the the why question you pose with me is why is it aligned with my way of thinking right mm-hmm. why if you know I, I i talked about the fact that you know this this way of of thinking or approaching problems and uh, uh, and making sense of the world being you know evidence based seeking evidence to inform how we make sense because there's other folks that do this too, like other industries mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm, we spent a little bit of time with that, some, some other episodes. Um, So I don't need to revisit that here, but I think that, I don't know, like, I guess it's like, it's, I, I guess I, I've, I've described, and it's this, I don't know if I've talked about it in this blog, but I certainly talked about it with, with friends and I've blogged, I've blogged about it, um, is that, you know, I kind of see myself as this, like, head that just walks around
0: right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like uh, my yeah. my body is just there to take my brain take your places. brain from place to place <laughs> that's it yeah right and maybe like, give
0: you some sense data to think about yeah,
1: i went to a chiropractor once to because i was having some vertigo issues this is like maybe a decade ago and and the question was you know hey do you live in your head or do you live in your body and i'm like. I am so out of touch with my body. It is like, like, I don't even like really, like, I can't like, you know, these people have muscle memory where they could throw the, you know, a dart a right. hundred times um, and it landed in the same place. I'm not that guy. You're not uh, that guy. I'm, like I throw a hundred darts. It's a hundred, like <laughs> hundred different results, a hundred unique experiences. And, you know, it is, uh, yeah. So there's no, there's a detachment between, you know, my brain and body. Um, but I think that reasoning is is something that I really, um, it's not my privilege, is it like an important part of who we are, and or at least who I am. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I, I maybe it's because I want to make the whole world like me. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, on some level, I think that's probably true of all humans. It's which is a fascinating thing that we're not going to go into. But I do think there is this sense of like, oh, the way I am is Uh, is the right way to be, and therefore, if more people were like me, (laughs) we'd be in better shape. Wow,
1: that just that is I have never thought about that, but that is so (laughs) true. If that's the way, if you know, we just all want to construct people in our image, right? Like, if everybody was like me, it would not be better. It would not be a better place. However. (laughs) <laughs> Look at
0: no it would be bad it would be very very bad and I, I you know this is not a i'm not being a self-hater i'm just saying like a whole world populated with people like you and me would be unfortunate mm. it would be not good um i mean and and that goes down another path towards like diversity and and why do we need you know diversity big d diversity like why do we need diversity of thought right. not just diversity of race and gender and ethnicity and all the other you know identity markers that we commonly think of in that, in that space. But also, you know, why is it important to have people with different ideas? Because, you know, just like in science class, more ideas is better. It's just that we have to have a process of going from all those ideas to which ones are the best that, and I think that, you know, going to your question, that's fundamentally the thing that I, that makes me attracted to and feel like science is, is a thing that resonates with me is this idea of like, yeah, having ideas is great, but getting from having a bunch of ideas to ha- to figuring out which ideas are the most right. useful ideas or productive ideas, we have to have a system for that, I believe. We have to have a system for that. And the system cannot be, Ali told me this is the best idea. Yeah. Because, because then it's reduced the strength of what we have as humans, which is that we're social animals, right? And that the way we get to the best ideas is to have lots of people have ideas get them out there together, and then sort of argue out which ones work the best for whatever reason and come to consensus and say, okay, well, I think we're going to agree that this is the best one and we're going to go with that one for now. And then we'll come back and fight about it another day if we need to. But but having those that diversity of ideas initially is really important um, because that's how you get better ideas. Otherwise, you just walk around with like, Well, you know, Bob woke up today and he said, this is what it is. And so now we all have to do what, what, uh, Bob says, because Bob knows, um, I don't know why Bob, but whatever, B O B B O B, and and that guy here, I, I, you, you've kind of sparked
1: a, a, a better explanation from, from me. So I think it's, it's really, um, it comes down to my positionality to the sense-making
0: Hmm.
1: or people's positionality to the sense making.
0: Okay, say more about that.
1: Because I think that as humans we have to be involved in in not just, you know, seeking the sense, but also like collecting the evidence to make the sense hmm. and to be the person who's like actively engaged. So they've got to be the center of it. I mean, because like Bob, whoever Bob is, what they take that agency away from that person, right? Mm-hmm. Who And science gives you that agency, right? At right, least but, in, mm-hmm. in, intention, like it yeah. should be, right? Yeah, At least right. that's like-
0: it, It's idealized version of science, yeah.
1: Like little s science, right? Yeah. You know, if we're going to say, because like, like, I think it, the citizen science, like the, you know, everyday science, the, you know, the person out there, like navigating the world- you know, if, if if they approach problems from a little as scientific point of view, not as a big book of science thing, like what does science say, but like here are the tools and strategies and ways of thinking of being a science, the agency, the positionality of their them to that problem, to that sense making, to the evidence collection, is closer than you know, because like if we're just going to replace the the big book of science with Bob. Right. Yeah. Well, that,
0: that Bob is the big, big, oh, BB, BBS. That's what yeah, I mean. The big book so, of science. The, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, there are other,
1: you know, places that take the agency even further away. Right. And that takes a, the sense making away from, you know, any tor- types of evidence because it could be like, oh, well, you know, the celebrity told me this. You know, my, the right. celebrity told me that the f- world is flat. So I'm just going to believe that, you know, or I right. saw it on a TikTok video that crocodiles like are you know, in when, when rivers flood, watch out for the crocodiles.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. Now this was uh, something uh, so, uh,
1: so uh, something uh, I read in the paper today about like <laughs> the deep fakes in alligators oh, and alligators and crocodiles. Okay. Yeah. these Because I guess someone's making alligator and crocodile videos that are right. like spreading all over TikTok <laughs> and it's all around like, you know, weather anomalies. They're just like using this as the opportunity to be like, Hey, but it, but that, but that's the thing that that counts as as evidence to some folks and they're seeing that and their agency to that is like, well, I saw it with my eyes, but they're not like really engaging in the process of sense-making like, okay, is that something that's really even possible? Mm -hmm. Like, cause you know, just because you can see it doesn't necessarily make it,
0: you know? Well, especially if you're not seeing it, seeing it, right. I mean, when you're seeing a representation of it, which we don't tend to think of video, but increasingly, video is um, is a representation of something, which means it can be altered, right? So, and I'm right. not I, – I don't think we want to go down the deep fake route right now. But, but I – no,
1: I don't think we do but, either. And but I know that's
0: not what you're doing, but
1: – No, but I also think we have an episode coming up where we want to talk about that too. We want yeah. to talk about like how we – you know how seeing and the evidence we and 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 how people can hold different perspectives but see the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a on down the road map a little bit, right? And yep. but yeah. uh, but look at that, we're 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 planning, folks. That's what we're doing. Planted. We're planning right but, here. You're watching. Right?
0: You're watching the sausage get made.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> so have we? Have we? We've. I, I think if my memory serves me, we're only two whys deep, right? Yeah.
0: at most two or three, we could be three, but I don't know. We've lost track. So where, what are we asking why about now? I think is the question. So, so what you just answered,
1: why is agency important? Why is that? I think that's the question like, or why?
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I think that is an interesting question, right? You know, if, if the reason that we teach science is to you know at, at this level of why that we're at now um, is to give students a sense that they have agency over their own ideas like that they are constructing their own understandings of the world and that that is a good thing um, I think that's really interesting because it means that we also have to and and this is well this is something that's probably down the road for us too but one of the things that's sort of built into that then is the idea that we have to accept um, if students' notions about things uh, are not going to change, right? That they're not going to they're not going to change their minds about things, so that um, we're not we're not going to get everybody quote unquote on the same page, right? Which I think that's that's a really interesting idea, right? Because we talk about some of the things that are really important. We, we've had, on this show, we've talked about science ideas, not process, because we talk a lot about science process. We've talked about science ideas that we think are important for students to understand. And the obvious one that we've talked about multiple times is climate change, right? Yeah. You know, climate change is a real thing. And this is something that we have to really grapple with. But um, but if we believe, if we believe that the purpose of science is to help students understand that they have agency, that they have control and power over the ideas that they develop in science, then we are automatically into this tricky territory of saying, well, if they don't believe climate change, then we have to reconcile ourselves with that and say, well, what does that mean for us Um, to say this kid has agency? They don't, they don't currently um see the evidence before them as changing their mind or compelling, um then what what do we do about that?
1: Are, are, are you are you asking me for a solution? No, there? <laughs> I'm not asking
0: for a solution. What I'm saying is, I mean, this is part of the reason we wanted to do this, or I wanted us to engage in this, is to get to this level of depth in terms of why, because I think it forces us to think about okay, what are the consequences of what we want to have happen at that high level of why? What are the deep consequences of it? And I think one of the deep consequences must be then that we're okay with the idea that some people may leave our science classrooms, not necessarily with canonical notions of science. Let's put it that way as as a simple gloss right which is that they may not understand science the way that scientists do in particular areas um and we talk about that often in a positive way to say right like it's okay for kids to develop their own ideas and continue to improve them but the corollary that comes along with that then is well it also means that they're going to leave with ideas that are not aligned with canonical science to varying degrees right so i think that is a is an interesting challenge for us um though i think i have an answer for why i think that's okay which is that if we if they understand the process then hopefully they don't see this as an end point and they continue right. to engage in that process after they leave our classrooms and therefore those ideas will continue to improve and grow over time but that's a that's a major supposition, right? Yeah, that's a, a the, major optimistic supposition.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is like, well, uh, I'm okay with it because this is this is the the thing. And you're kind of like <laughs> hiding behind that. But I think the other part about it though is that science itself is changing. So the the canonical stuff, like now granted, like you know, no one's going to be like, well, hey, we you just figured out that you know gravity doesn't do 32 feet per second squared. It's it does 32 point Two or whatever you know like what like you know who, who cares, who cares right, um but the the field of science is constantly changing, right I mean, here's something i i, I heard recently, like like you know weather information, like this is an aside, mm-hmm. um we're really good as as you know meteorology is really good as an industry above the five thousand feet mark
0: because satellites yeah.
1: in the atmosphere because there's all these satellites that are collecting billions of pieces of data billions of pieces of data every day right mm-hmm. and and they have these huge computers but below 5000 feet it's it's they've they're basically relying on weather balloons mm. right and so now there's a whole host of people we could talk about this down the road too but there's a whole host of people who are using drones and stuff to collect data all the time right and so it's now bringing all this new data sets into like how we you know interpret and collect data at that level and so the, that information and how we predict and forecast weather is going to change
0: you know um so connect that back though because I because I agree with that and that's it, it the the science changes and that it changes particularly as we get more data but yeah, and we to get to the tools.
1: Y- and we get to well i think that the 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 piece you know as i come back to you know this agency piece and that and their positionality to, to this, this i think if they're it comes to i guess maybe democracy hmm. is that too big of an idea to bring
0: into this Let's hear. Like, let's hear. Let's hear you make the connection, because I think well, we're at, we're at a pretty deep level. So I think it could be.
1: Yeah, because I think that like we we're a, a community of people, right? And that we have a community of people who are. I mean, I would like to think that there's a a a, a democratic process, not like big D Democrat, little D Democrat. We've done that a couple of times today, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. I, um, you know, that there's this democratic process in which people would engage in and that if we give people agency over that that they can make better decisions to inform how they interact and act in communities i mean i don't i don't know because it's you know because i'm more comfortable with science playing a role with that than bob right sure
0: yeah i mean it's a it, it that's where i think that's the connection um is if we think about democracy as a as an operating process in right. our in our society, rather than a a political process, right? Which it is also, but but a, a de- democratic process in the sense that um, we as a society as a community will function best again if we have if we have reasoned debate about issues that are important. Right. Um, And, uh, and so it's not as, you know, we, I, I do think there's something about democracy here that's important and that, you know, on some level, why we want to teach science is we want citizens that engage in a democracy in a reasoned, systematic sense-making way rather than a an authoritative um you tell me the answer and i will just do that thing sort of way um for lots of obvious reasons not least of which is that though those that process of there is an authority that tells you what is right and wrong is is on one end or the other but usually the fascist end of the spectrum politically which is to say when you have oligarchs or you have you know you have you have um people in power in an absolute sense and they are the ones deciding um we we i think maybe as americans maybe maybe i don't know if it's as human beings cuz that's probably not right exactly but you know we as americans at least bristle at that idea that we want somebody to always tell us that this is the way and i am the ruler of this Uh, of this country and you know we're founded at least ostensibly on the notion of a response to that right that we didn't want that well i i'm 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 playing the game i'm going one wide deeper
1: right because i was thinking before i uh, i i am Um, so before i do that though I, i i i think a lot about like one of the things i used to um start my physics class with was an article about uh how the Renaissance time, like that time period, mm-hmm. right, was you know, I mean, we think about it from an art standpoint, but you know, but it was also religion, and it was also a standpoint about science. Mm-hmm. Like those things were not uh, unrelated. That like yeah. these these you know the art that was happening at that time and the challenges of of religion, you know, and the changes in religion. Like you know, thinking about like the you know. The, you know, Martin Luther and, you know, and Isaac Newton and all those guys are like, you know, there's, there's was something in the water then, right. Yeah. That was, but it was, it was about agency, right. Cause all of that, I would say all of it can be, you know, boiled down to
0: individual agency. I think
1: individual true. agency. Yes. W- and democracy, which then leads to why democracy it's, it's, freedom it's like being able to have people be free thinkers be you know free people in terms of having you know not just auto- not just agency but autonomy too and like but giving them the skill set to have that sort of wow that just got deep this is this i think that I this may be the nerdiest episode we've ever had but it may be my favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh no we started that way
0: how are you how are you gonna tell people what your favorite episode is it's one, it's one, one, four, 14. one 14.
1: yeah we haven't even talked about epistemology <laughs> no, <laughs> no
0: epistemology street epistemology regular yeah. epistemology um well maybe that's a good place to stop at the minute. Right. I mean, that's, I'm sure we could do another level of why, but I think that idea of, um, you know, learning, I mean, I think we, we fundamentally got to a place where we were talking about how you learn, how you engage with the world as you learn is maybe the most important thing for you to learn. Right. Is what what does that process look like, and how do you do it in a way that is, um, let's say, pro-social, right? Which is recognizing your part that you play in the community of humans that you are engaged with, um, and that there should be, there are, should be, or are we believe there are forces or processes that should be in place so that that happens in a way that is um, is the best possible way that it can happen in terms of lots of things like equity and agency and power and um autonomy and, and freedom and yeah uh, right yeah. okay can get uh, deeper go. than that
1: well I, we can get the joys we can get we some joys we can Come back why, why, Joyce? Why, Joyce? why? Why joys? Why joys? Why
0: joys? That'll be another episode. Why? Why, why, why? do we seek joy?
1: <laughs> Who knows? Why? Well, yeah. I, I have I have one that's like I guess it's kind of related, but it's not. But I, I not. think I can make I can make a connection to it. um So one of the things that I started doing I don't know maybe about two weeks ago um was I'm rereading the uh, Infinity tr- Trilogy uh, from Marvel. That oh. happened in the early 90s mm. and and the, so like i i think most people are somewhat familiar with the, you know the N- infinity you know gauntlet that happened in the marvel world this is the thing that caused the snap in the in the mm. movies um that was a series of 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 books called the the, uh, the infinity gauntlet so it was like you know like six different books but they were all related to the other comic books too but i'm just reading the main one so there's uh that came out in 1991. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, right then, um, probably near, you know, near the end of my collecting t- t- days. But this yeah. is when I, you know, just started having some money by by working. You mm-hmm. know, so, uh, so the Infinity Gauntlet, those ones, um, and then I jumped into the Infinity War. Which is sort of like a a build off of that. So they just you know they end it with with the Infinity Gauntlet. The, I won't get into the details, but then the Infinity War, and I'm just finishing up the Infinity War. Then after the Infinity War is the Infinity Crusade, and so those are mm-hmm. you know, there's a series of like I don't know like 18 books, 18 comic books that um all connect to, and talk about like far out things. I mean basically they're battles um for use su- supremacy like who's going to be the supreme leader god over the marvel dimensions yeah. and so who's going to be the bob who's going to be the bob you know it's it's all about you know the bob wars you know and so in book one it's all about uh, thanos wanting to position himself to be um bob and then the second series is about M- M- magus you know, I don't think or Magus or I don't even know how to pronounce. It. I've never actually heard the name pronounced, but it's M-A-G-U-S, M-A-G-U-S. Magus? Magus, sure. Magus. Magus. So he's the he's the guy who is, you know, has this big, intricate plan to take over mm. all of life. To be the Bob. To be the big Bob. Yeah. You know? Big Bob. <laughs> and so I, I'm going to start the Infinite Crusade this weekend. And so, yeah, it's just, you know it brings me joy because nice. it's like, it's kind of nerdy and it's kind of like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. All right. I like it.
0: If trilogy, just go yeah. and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't, it's okay. <laughs> or don't have agency. Choose something yes. else. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I am going to choose for my joy. Um, I looked back just to make sure I hadn't recommended this before because I feel like I should have or could have, but I don't think I did. So I'm going to, and if I did, then, okay, that gets a double double uh, thumbs up from me. So that is um, David mcraney who we've been talking about a little bit today, has a podcast called You Are Not So Smart. Um, and he, was, he started out as a science reporter and became sort of obsessed with this idea of how how do you change people's minds or why people don't change their minds? What What's the psychological underpinnings of that? And so his podcast is, is long running. I don't know how, how long it's been around, but, um, but much longer than this podcast by years. And, uh, and he's written a couple of books. His most recent one is how minds change, which Ali and I have been talking about and that we're going to revisit, I think as part of the podcast, but his podcast is also good. Um he, he brings on guests usually, almost always, I think they're almost always guests, um, almost always psychologists, uh, but v- a pretty wide variety of psychologists and other, you know, sort of science journalists or thinkers. Um, and it's all really about decision making and argumentation and persuasion and um and how all those things operate at the at the psychological, and I think increasingly i've seen him evolve into thinking more about the social so um anyway it's it's a podcast i enjoy it's uh it, it usually takes a pretty deep dive into somebody's work each week or a concept um so uh, you know that's that's how i i found out about this book and i think it i think just his ideas are really interesting so uh, yeah you Are not so smart, plus it's a good reminder. You are not so smart,
1: yeah. I, I, you sent me a couple episodes to listen to, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the um, one, I, I think it kind of is. There's a couple other podcasts like this that bring sure. you know, Adam Grant's kind of like this. Yep. Um, what's the NPR one? Um,
0: the Invisible Brain, no, oh, uh, uh,
1: yeah, something like that, something the,
0: like that. The, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hidden I, brain. I, I, hidden, hidden brain. brain. Yeah. Hidden it's like brain. that too. So if you're a fan of those, then I think you'll be. Invisibilia. Yeah. Any, any of those, you'll be a fan of this too. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like the, I mean, he's got kind of like this Adam Grant feel to him too, mm-hmm. which I'm on that. I think that um is something I enjoy too. And I'm going to definitely check out the book too. Yeah. Um, yeah and I think recommend.
0: Adam Grant has been a guest on his show and maybe vice versa. I don't even know, sure. but, but th- there's a lot of that sort of intertwining there. I mean, there are a lot of those sort of, you know, psychology, how do our mind work uh podcasts out there these days. But um but I think you know Dave is one of the OGs in the space and I think he he's done good work. So um yeah I recommend.
1: Awesome. Well you know Joyce you know Joyce we, we covered a lot of territory today that a bit a lot of wise Yeah my brain hurts a little
0: bit. Yeah. You know, that's good. Know, we know you we know. did a good one then. Yeah. At least to yeah. you and me, you know right. that's yeah. right. and that's all that matters. Yeah, Because we may be the only ones listening. So there <laughs> you go.
1: Our data says something different than that. That's true. So. <laughs> That's
0: true. Well, thank you all for listening. And
1: we'll catch you next time.
0: In between. See you then. Bye now.